Hello, everybody. Welcome to Standard Definition, a supplement podcast here. This is uh, the first episode of Baby Leave. We're talking about MCU. Josh Finney is here with me. Hi, Josh. Hey, Corey. I missed you. Haven't seen you you. in about, I don't know. I looked down and looked up, but you were there. (laughs) We, uh, to be fair, if you're watching, if you're watching on Twitch, we did just record Tower Casuals. But uh, just to give everybody a heads up, we're recording a bunch of episodes early uh, and releasing them while I'm on baby leave because I want you guys to have something to listen to. They might not be episode numbers per se, but they're going to be supplemental shows. So you have something to listen to while I'm taking time off. Again, I really appreciate you guys supporting the new show. It's been a it's been a fun ride so far. Uh, Josh has been on a few episodes by the time this airs. It's, yeah. Uh, I got to tell you, Josh, our first episode, I was trying to get a feel for it, right? I got to tell you, though, last week, I feel like the, the show kind of came together and became what I wanted it to be, although I, I kind of want it to be a little bit shorter than last week, but... You know, I, I had fun. I, I think you're going to be on the one that we're recording this weekend, too. But uh, it's been fun, man. Standard Def has been a it's been a joy to do. It's a ride. Let me tell you, I've gotten really infatuated with making thumbnails. <laughs> uh, you have. You've gone a little crazy. Like, we need to we need to rein you in a little bit. I know. I need a thumbnail intervention. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, Josh, this supplemental show, we're going to talk about the MCU. We're going to talk about a little bit of the past, a little bit of the present, little predictions, upcoming stuff, what we kind of expect to see. And I'm really mm-hmm. glad that you're here for it because you, just like Tower Casuals, you are the person that needs to be here for this. So I'm um, honored. You know, I, I like the MCU. I'm, I need to catch up on WandaVision, uh, although I, I'm... In terms of spoilers, I'm caught up. Uh, I'm really interested to see how the show ends. Uh, I'm really excited uh, for Falcon and Winter Soldier. We are recording this before that airs. So yeah. just to give everybody a heads up, we'll talk a little bit about some of the trailers and stuff, but we're not going to talk about the show because we're recording that bef- this before it airs. So, Josh, current standing on the MCU, where are you at? How are you feeling? We haven't had a movie in over a year. Uh, so even though it's an unintentional, actually, we're coming up on two years without a movie. The last one we got was Spider-Man Far From Home. That was about a year and a half ago at the time we're recording this, maybe a little bit more. And we'll have gone almost two years by the time Black Widow comes out. It'll have been about 21 months, I believe. Yeah. Uh, assuming that it holds that May 7th release date, that's, and that's, that's wild. Yeah. It's wild, like without an actual feature film. Like WandaVision is MCU. So, I mean, we've been, yeah, about a year and a half, I guess, because it debuted uh, mid-January. It's crazy. It's the longest break there's been in MCU films, I think, since like the break between Iron Man 2 and Captain America, the first Avenger. Mm-hmm. I saw that somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe even the break between Incredible Hulk and the th- Iron Man 2. Yeah. That may be the only other comparable time. Yeah. So that really shows you like just what like a dominant run it's had at the box office. Like you look at the top grossing movie every single year at the box office. I think with the exception of The Force Awakens, it's been a Marvel movie every single year. Mm-hmm. 
maybe the last Jedi did it because the last Jedi did do 1.4 billion. Yeah. Um, but that would be it. Like Star Wars, it's Star Wars and Marvel, like all the way down. And that's just bonkers. I, I can't believe that, but a break is exactly what I needed from the MCU. I was feeling a per- a bit fatigued by the time we got the far from home. Yeah, I got to tell you, by the time Endgame came, like Endgame was like a great, just like, mm-hmm. just big nail in that first big, huge MCU story arc, right? Like, and then, and then we got far from home and I'm like, you know, I was like, man, MCU just keeps going, man, just keeps going. And uh, I don't know, I... Like I said, like you said, uh, a break is exactly what we needed. I feel like, and I'm ready. I'm I'm now feeling to the point where like I'm ready for more MCU. Like Falcon, I've been ready for a while. Yeah, I, I think by the time we got to last summer, and maybe it's just like the stress of 2020. But uh, one of my friends, Matt, said this to me when Black Widow got the lady. He's like, "Damn, it's too bad I got the lady." He's like, "I could really go for an MCU movie right now." Yeah. He's like, I just really want some superheroes. Mm-hmm. And we've just like kind of been saying that to each other for about a year now. Like, man, really could go for some superheroes right now. Really could go for a Marvel movie. And WandaVision has definitely scratched that itch. The trailer for Falcon and Winter Soldier has scratched the itch for me. Uh, man, I'm I'm almost more excited for the TV shows that they're doing than the movies at this point, though. I know. Like, the way they're expanding this universe. I mean, I'm seeing things play out on screen I never dreamed of as a kid. Mm-hmm. I never thought we would get Thanos versus the Avengers. Right. I never thought that I'd get, you know, Planet Hulk adapted in some form. Right. I think I sure as hell didn't think they were going to announce a Moon Knight series anytime in my life. <laughs> like. There, I didn't think I would get uh, this weird like ode to sitcoms in WandaVision. Right. It's just everything's been so cool. I mean, we have arguably – I say arguably because it's a hotly debated subject. We have arguably the best Spider-Man ever on screen. Mm-hmm. He's part of the Avengers. Mm-hmm. He's a teenager. It's a teenage Peter Parker. He's trying to grow up in this world. Like We have two of the most iconic superhero performances ever in Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man and Chris Evans' Captain America. Mm-hmm. Like We're getting to the point where I feel like you have to put Chris Hemsworth up there as Thor. Yeah, I feel like you have to, especially after Ragnarok and like... Yeah. You know, I, I, for me, it was after, uh, it was after Endgame. Because mm-hmm. I liked Ragnarok, but him having to play three different characters throughout Ragnarok... Infinity War and then Endgame mm-hmm. was just an incredible character arc to me, and I'm super excited to see him interact with the Guardians and Love and Thunder. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, I, I, that scene at the end of Endgame where he, where him and uh, uh, Star Lord are just like, that's great, bantering back and forth. Yeah, you're in charge. I'm in charge. You know, it's just, it's just it like, made oh, me realize how much I just like. So I, I love the Star Lord from the comics, right? Uh-huh. I was, I was one of the few people who had like read some Guardians of the Galaxy before the movie got announced, and I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, oh, they're totally gonna like that makes sense. Like this and that, and like oh, it's kind of a weird property, but okay. And then like Thanos gets teased, and you're like, oh shit, this is why this Guardians is happening. Okay, like. Oh, they're gonna have to introduce Adam Warlock then, and when they didn't do Warlock, it's like, okay, cool, I'm along for the ride. 
Weren't they supposed to? Weren't they supposed to at one point and they cut it or something? Like in Guardians 2? I've heard so many different stories about that. I mean, like, we know the the cocoon is there with that really weird race of people that has Adam in it, Mm -hmm. who's their ultimate weapon. And, like, we had the theory for years that, oh, he's Star-Lord's dad because Angel of Light and this and that. And then it turns out to be fucking Ego the Living Planet, which is just, like, a complete right turn. (laughs) It's like, oh, wow, this is weird. Because that's not... That's not how the comics did it, though, right? Like, that's Ego's not his dad. No. No. But I like Star... So I like Star-Lord from the comics, who is... I will say that they, they got it they got it there with Chris Pratt in the first movie. Mm-hmm. I, in the two Guardians movies, they really nailed it. I think that Infinity... Parts of Infinity War, and definitely his appearances in Endgame, the Russo brothers and... Uh, Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely really, really, really struggled to write that character. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they struggled with all the Guardians, in mm-hmm. all honesty. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did a great job with Thanos, and that's because Thanos was left so wide open for them. Right. Like, for all the praises that we heap on it, like, Star-Lord, just like, kind of by the end of Endgame, I was like, Jesus Christ, can you just go away? I'm done. Can you just, can we pump the brakes on the Chris Pratt train for a little bit? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I can't I can't take you acting like yourself right now. It's it's making me want to strangle you. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't know. I kind of feel like maybe overrated is the wrong word, but I just Chris Pratt just doesn't really do it for me. You know, like, he's not doing it for me anymore. It was fun when he was the only person who was acting like that. Like, oh, this is so cool. Like, it's basically Andy Dwyer in space. And now yeah. it's like I've gotten that in like five franchises now. Right. Like, I love the Lego movie. I didn't like the second one. I like him in Jurassic World, but I don't like those movies. Yeah. And it's like, it just comes down to the point where, shit, you're playing a different, you're playing the same character in a different getup every single time. And I really, like, can't do this anymore. Yeah. Um, like, I, I don't know. I, if there's one major character of the MCU going forward I could stand for less of, it's definitely Star-Lord. Mm-hmm. And it's ironic because, like, I love the rest of the Guardians so much. Mm-hmm. Like, I can take Mantis, I can take her leave. Drax, I can take it or leave. But really, like, the heart and soul is it's Groot and Rocket, right? Oh, yeah. I'll sure. take more Bradley Cooper as a talking raccoon any day of the year. Mm-hmm. And I think it was great when you see him interacting with the Avengers in Endgame. It was like... Yeah, I think this is a huge reason why we like those movies so much, right? Yeah. Is because of Rocket Raccoon. Like, without him, those movies like kind of lack their soul to me. Yeah. Like, as fun as they are, cause, and I think that's because James Gunn is a great comedic writer. Mm-hmm. They just, they feel like they lose a little bit of the magic when they're removed from the group. Like, even when they split them up in Infinity War, Groot and Rocket going with Thor was infinitely better than... Star-Lord, Drax, Manus, and Gamora. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, Gamora's story was great when it was her and Thanos, but it's like, the rest of the time, it's like, oh, well, Star-Lord is trying to be a funny guy opposite of Robert Downey Jr. Right. And then he dies. And then, Mm -hmm. or, and, like, opposite of Stephen Strange and Spider-Man, and then when he comes back in Endgame, it's like, oh, now he's having to do it against Chris Hemsworth, Mm -hmm. who is just, like, a juggernaut at this point with comedy, I feel. Yeah. In regards to how he's developed Thor, and it's like I don't want this developed into the, like I'm gonna bitch and moan about Chris Pratt podcast. Yeah, but I feel like he, 
if we're going to talk about, if you're going to talk about the past, present and the future, like the guardians are like really squarely in the middle of that. Uh-huh. Cause originally guardians three was supposed to be the first movie in phase three right. before the whole James gun firing and rehiring incident, which led to him saying, well, you can wait on me then if yeah. you're going to rehire me I'm doing suicide squad first. And then he's doing peacemaker, right? Which they're filming right now for it to debut in January. But he said like by the end of the year, they're filming guardians. Mm-hmm. They're going to start filming it this fall. It's going to come out 2023. Where's that, that taking far- place in the in the timeline though? Because like I know, Guardians Two takes place like right after Guardians One. Presumably, I think it takes place after Love and Thunder because he said he had Guardians Three, like written out. He had the script completely done because they were getting ready to go into pre production when he got fired. Right. Um. And then obviously all the plans changed for that. Like he already knew what they were gonna what they were doing with Infinity War and Endgame. Mm-hmm. He says, you know. He goes, it's outside of my control, but I was consulted on what was happening while I was writing Volume 3. I knew what was going to happen to these characters, and I gave them ideas of what to do with them to line up with my idea mm-hmm. for 3. So he, it's presumed that he knew about what was going to happen with Thor and with him. So, and like Hemsworth has been like, oh, I'm totally open to being in Guardians 3. Like, dude, I don't think you're going to be in Guardians 3. Like, I think that they're, they're going to be in Love and Thunder, and then they're gone. They're going to take off partway through the movie or something. Yeah. Like, I don't think you're going to be journeying with them unless you take off with them at the end, which I mean would be a cool twist, but I just don't really see it happening. Really? You don't think he's going to continue to play Thor after love and thunder? Do you? I mean... No, no, I don't think Thor is going to go with the guardian. Oh, okay. No, no, I think Hemsworth and Ruffalo feel like the only two of the legacy Avengers that are sticking around. Yeah. Uh, Cause I mean, Ruffalo we know is part of she Hulk. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's basically co-starring in it. He's getting the and credit, basically, because right. Bruce Banner's blood is responsible for being injected into his cousin, who becomes She-Hulk. Um, as for Thor, like I don't really know what you do. Like you maybe use him as the connective tissue with like Sword and Secret Invasion and things like that. Like if Chris Hemsworth is on a fucking Disney Plus show, I'm gonna scream. <laughs> I would love. I would love a a Thor Disney Plus show. I would watch it. Like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I well, I just think so. Those movies are so popular now. Like, if they do another movie, it's going to be Jane Foster. It's going to be Natalie Portman. Mm. But like, I could see them like Chris Hemsworth, like not being retired, but him like taking a nice long break mm-hmm. from the franchise, and him co- being able to come back and be like, "Oh, no time has passed at all because I'm a uh, like I'm an immortal god." Right. 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 Josh is looking. Yeah, I just. You know, I, I, the state of the MCU is just, I, I feel like they're kind of setting up like a, a mix of things. Like they're, I know they're going the cosmic route, but I also think they're setting up like a young Avengers type thing. Uh, they are. I feel like they're kind of positioning Spider-Man as like the, either like the, the new Iron Man type thing or like Dr. Strange is kind of becoming the mentor role for Spider-Man now with the multiverse right. stuff. Like that's kind of, they, I feel like they're setting up like three or four new or like separate paths that maybe well, I mean, come that's together before you even get into the fantastic four. Right. Yeah. Like and blade and, and I, like, I think that's the best part of all of this is you don't really know where they're going to go with it. Like I think they're going to, the universe is literally, it's going to go its own separate ways. We're not going to get, they've already said no Avengers movie for phase four, which phase four, as far as we know, goes at least through 2023. Mm-hmm. You know, they're basically having to cram three or four years of movies and TV shows in like two and a half now. Mm-hmm. 
in order to keep their plan and because of COVID-19 and all this and that. Like, between the time we're recording this now, so we're recording this, WandaVision is about to air its fifth episode. Between now and the end of 2022, you will have WandaVision, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Loki, Miss Marvel, What If, Moon Knight, She-Hulk, Season 2 of Loki, uh, Hawkeye... And God knows what that's nine, and presumably a second season of. Uh, you don't. You think we'll get a second season of Falcon and Winter Soldier? No, you don't. You think this is just a limited series? I think that I, I think if we see more of them, it'll be in a new Avengers film in a couple years. Okay, uh, or they'll tie into other shows. Oh, we still got Armor Wars coming. Armor right. Wars is start filming here like within oh the next God. month or two. Don't be, I can't wait for that, dude. Secret Invasion is getting ready to start filming. So, I mean, you've got like 11 or 12 shows on the docket for the next 24 months. Mm-hmm. That's bonkers. In terms of movies, you've got Black Widow, Shang-Chi, uh, Eternals, and Spider-Man all confirmed for this year. Presuming nothing else gets delayed. Next year in 2022, you've got Doctor Strange. You've got uh, Black Panther 2. I believe you've got Captain Marvel 2. You've got Thor Love and Thunder. And they still have a mystery slot that's open there mm-hmm. that we don't know what else is going to go. So you got five movies next year. Guardians is in twenty. Oh, excuse me, Ant Man three. Ant Man three is the mm-hmm. other one. That's the mystery slot. Mm-hmm. You've got Guardians three, and you've got presumably Fantastic Four in twenty twenty three. And you would have to think there's going to be another Spider Man movie in there somewhere, right? There's like- two more. So there's two more unnamed movies or uh, for dates that Marvel has reserved in twenty twenty three. That's as far out as they've done the calendar. Uh, I expect one of those to be Blade. Mm-hmm. Uh, as for the other one, honestly, I could see Miss Marvel making the jump to being a movie by that point. Hmm. Because they've said that these characters are going to start out on TV before they go to the movies. Right. Or it being a team-up movie, like a Young Avengers or a New Avengers, even though they said there's not going to be an Avengers movie, that's a way you can kind of skate around that or be like, oh, instead of Young Avengers, we're going to call it Champions. Mm-hmm. Right? Right, because you've got all the characters for champions existing in this universe now, except for young Scott Summers and young Nova, mm-hmm. which are both could be introduced within the next two to three years. Right, I feel like Nova could be introduced in either Thor or Guardians Three, right? Because well, and you've got this is a cosmic uh, stuff. You've got Ironheart being introduced too. Mm-hmm. You got Riri Williams, which mm-hmm. I completely skipped. You've got so much stuff coming in the next year or two from these guys. I'm like Williams account. What if? Like that's not canonical. That's just using the voice talents of the MCU actors to reprise their roles in animation. Right. Uh, and it'll presumably be the final voice appearance of Chadwick Boseman uh, because he had. He, we do know that he recorded some of his dialogue for his episode of What If mm-hmm. as of last year. Yeah. Uh, whereas it it was a what if if he had been abducted instead of Peter Quill from Earth right became Star Lord which I can't wait to see that story yeah that's gonna be cool but you talk about all this and it's like I feel like before we even get into a discussion about the universe you have to ask is this is this too much like we've been so well, like not even that but so last long. what last week two weeks ago we talked about the uh, uh, Ryan Coogler's uh, uh, the Wakanda, Wakanda show yeah. yeah. So uh, I've already that's already out of my mind too. Like I mean, they got close to fifteen shows if you include second seasons that have already been announced. You have to presume that Miss Marvel, She Hulk, and Moon Knight will all get a second season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, it's like then where do you go after that? Like 
are you going to are you going to give Moon Knight a movie? If you do, it's probably got to be rated R. Like we know, Deadpool three is in the works. Like that's going to be rated R. Like Kevin Feige's already confirmed that. Like you're setting the stage for mutants. Like we we're probably getting a glimpse into like 2024 at this point. Right. That's this is a lot though. There's like it's it, it's bordering on overkill. Yeah. Like because I look at I look at the slate of things they announced at Investor Day and I just go okay. There's like probably three of these I could cut and not think twice about it. Yeah. Or that I would have said, like, I was shocked that Secret Invasion is going to be a show. I thought for sure that was the next movie. Yeah. I thought for sure that was the next team up. Now, they, you may not get an Avengers sh- movie, but that is an avenue for, oh, we're going to continue the stories of Falcon, Winter Soldier, and War Machine. Instead of doing second seasons of their shows, we're going to do them right here. We're mm-hmm. going to include them in Secret Invasion. Mm-hmm. with samuel l jackson he's gonna assemble whatever ragtag heroes he can and like for good measure we're gonna toss fucking moon knight in there or something just to see how they interact with oscar isaac right like maybe that's how we introduce mahershala ali as blade like maybe there's so many at different avenues you can go like we know that uh spec spectrum will probably be a part of it you know good old uh monica well, for rambo s- for secret for secret invasion they have a on on Wikipedia, they have a list of reoccurring cast of characters that could appear in that show. It's uh like it's Hulk, it's Winter Soldier, Hawkeye, Black Widow, uh Thor, uh Miss Marvel, Ant Man, Scarlet Witch. It's it's Star Lord here. I don't know if that would So if you're gonna do this, I really feel machine. like you have to you have to blend the cosmic with the earth based. Right. And I think your cosmic is obviously Talos is mm-hmm. obviously your big one. And like Sword is gonna play into it. We know Nick Fury's off in space right now. Like mm-hmm. and that's gonna be the the genesis for Secret Invasion. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is a great place to like and I don't because I don't know how they're gonna go about doing this, how they're gonna go about bringing Deadpool in. Deadpool actually plays a major role in Secret Invasion in the comics in stopping the invasion, he goes to transmit uh, codes to, uh, to Tony Stark that'll allow them to identify who all the scrolls are and, or something along those lines. And Norman Osborn intercepts them hmm. and uses it to be, <clears throat> he uses those and is proclaimed humanity savior and then uses his powers to basically hunt down the Avengers with his dark Avengers. Hmm. So, I mean, like you could even enter a whole new phase of the MCU there, like, you know, for, for a who's, year or so. Who's going to um, play the Iron Man role there, though? Theoretically. Um, even, I mean, Bruce, who knows if they Bruce even Banner. follow that? You think? Bruce Banner, uh, Nick Fury, like, I mean, any number of these heroes, since they're all known. Um, you, You've got avenues there. But it, I, for me, it all kind of comes down to what they do with Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. Because... So, like, WandaVision, Spider-Man 3, we're just calling it Spider-Man 3 right now because we don't know what else to call it, Mm -hmm. and Doctor Strange almost make up a trilogy in and of themselves, from Mm -hmm. what we understand, because they've already confirmed the events of Spider-Man 3 are going to influence Multiverse of Madness. Mm -hmm. WandaVision was meant to be a direct prequel to that, because WandaVision was supposed to come out now, and Multiverse of Madness was supposed to be that May time slot movie before everything got pushed back. Right. So you were only going to have a couple months there. Now you're going to have a full year's wait mm-hmm. from the time this ends until then. Like, so okay, it makes sense that okay, we're we, you know we're gonna we're gonna work Spider-Man three into there. Doctor Strange is going to be the mentor. That's cool. Like we all know the rumors we've heard of oh Tobey Maguire, uh, 
Andrew Garfield, uh, Emma Stone, Kirsten Dunst, Alfred Molina, Jamie Foxx is coming back. We already know that. Like, there's so many bonkers things happening in that movie. At some point, Deadpool's just going to like stroll through a rip in space time. Mm-hmm. Because that I'm was like always, a that like was a floating rubber duck or something. <laughs> kind of like that was always my joke for Infinity War and Endgame was if they had the deal closed by the time of Endgame. Like, go back and retroactively add some quick scenes in of, like, space and time, like, literally tearing itself apart. And, Uh like, I don't know, like, Logan and Xavier and a couple of others, like, getting dumped in. And, like, Deadpool, like, pokes his head through, like, looks around and goes, nope, and closes it. Uh And, like, just continues to exist on his own. But Mm -hmm. it's like, that's not going to happen. He's going to be part of the MCU. So how do you explain that away? Like, he doesn't really interact with many of the X-Men in... Deadpool 1 and 2, could they just explain it away that way? Mm-hmm. As, oh, well, we're going to retroactively make these a part of it because mm-hmm. we don't show anybody in these movies. Right. There's that one quick shot in the second movie of uh, the uh, the cast from First Class, right? When they, they shut the door or whatever. Oh, yeah. yeah. Dude, I've seen that movie one time, so that tells you how much I remember from it. Um, but I feel like if you're going to do that... like okay, you're probably going to cast a couple of core X-Men, like Wolverine, Cyclops, and Jean, Xavier, and Magneto. I hope they don't do that, though. I want them to start, like, I want, I want like, Storm and, like, I mean, don't get me wrong, I love Wolverine and stuff, but, like, you gotta, you gotta let the Hugh Jackman stuff die down and breathe a little bit, you know what I mean? You do. Uh, I think, like, by the time they'd be casting for Wolverine, because I... I truly think that when they introduce Wolverine, they're going to go the path of how he was in the comics. Wolverine was not an original X-Men. Mm-hmm. Neither was Storm. But I think that they're going to have a more diverse group this time around, mm-hmm. similar to what we were seeing with uh, Apocalypse when they all started forming, right? Apocalypse and Dark Phoenix. Like, as bad as those two movies were, like, you know, you had Cyclops, you had Gene, you had Storm, you had Beast. You know, get people like that in there and... But, I mean, like, we're coming off a great Beast portrayal, too, by Nicholas Holt that we overlook a lot. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know how you cast Xavier and Magneto for the third time in 25 years. Right. Like, I feel like at that point, you would just have to be like, McAvoy, Fassbender, here's a ton of money. Do you guys want to play these characters with actual good scripts and good movies for mm-hmm. the first time, like, ever? I have a question, though. Like, how are you going to get, especially Magneto, because, like, his entire character arc is because of, of the Holocaust. And like, you know what I mean? Like we're getting to the point where that character is going to be too, like if you're going through the MCU timeline, that's going to be like a hundred years. Yeah. You're, you're going to have to, you're going to have to figure out a way to rewrite that somehow. And I think that opens up some awesome possibilities Yeah, to like, to get a person of color playing Magneto. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, Magneto is Jewish to begin with, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I think this opens up some awesome possibilities mm-hmm. to do that or to, like, I don't know, like, so e- easy way out, right? So you have Scarlet Witch and you have Quicksilver. So are we doing full spoilers to where we're at up to this point? Yeah. Episode five of yeah. WandaVision? Yeah. Okay, so everybody knows Evan Peters is in the show mm-hmm. as Pietro. Quicks. Yeah. She recast Pietro like we're presumably going to find out about that over the next couple of episodes. And so this entire thing may be completely debunked by the time you listen to this. But Wanda is Eastern European. Pietro is Eastern European. The original Pietro, at least. And Aaron Taylor Taylor Johnson one. Magneto, I mean, was Polish. Mm -hmm. Like, 
how much of a stretch would it be to, oh, well, when Wanda starts fucking with the multiverse, like, her father was secretly a mutant or something. Like, I don't know. Like, you something weird, but then you can, you know, bring Michael Fassbender into it or something. Like, Mm -hmm. through some sort of time travel. Or you make it to where he would, their father went through a lot of shit in, um, like, to put it mildly, uh, during, like, the Yugoslavia Wars or something mm-hmm. like that, the Slavic Wars, or, like, Ukrainian independence or something like the former Soviet Union, like... Or maybe he know. just has, like, a like one of his new, mute, like, mutations is, like, he just doesn't age as fast as everybody else, too. I mean, you could technically do that, even though that's Wolverine's power, but, like... Yeah, but, I mean, then, then you have to start doing that with Professor Xavier, too, right? And that's where it becomes tricky, because Xavier you can do in any timeline. Mm-hmm. But I think you have a really unique opportunity there with Magneto to tell a new story that hasn't been told before. I mean, somebody you who could suffers, have, you could have someone a, who watched his parents die during the Gulf War, or like or, you, you know, could you could have like a you could have a you could have a like a black Magneto, and maybe he goes through some like traumatizing things during the civil rights movement too. You know, right? I. And I, 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 I'm not, I'm not going to discount anything. Like I think there's so many different things, but so much of what Magneto's powers awaken is the trauma of the Holocaust and being separated from his parents and whatnot. I feel like you have to have that. And it, this sounds really bad to say it this way. I think you have to have that sort of trauma for him to go through for that character to really evolve and to understand why he hurts so much. That's one of the things I feel like first class does really effectively for us. Mm-hmm. Despite it not being a great overall X-Men movie, Magneto's storyline throughout those movies is just outstanding. Mm-hmm. And I, I would argue McAvoy's too. Yeah. Um, but I, I still think the mutants as a whole are just so far off. Like, they're introducing Eternals. Like, God knows how those are going to impact the show, like the shows and the movies. Like, right. uh, Kit Harrington's character, you know, uh, Dane Whitman, uh, the Black Knight, is meant to be, uh, like, the modern-day character that really works with the Eternals. Like, I expect him to have a huge role in this going forward. Like, Dane Whitman is an Avenger. <laughs> yeah. He's the only one of them that is an Avenger, to my to my recollection. Mm-hmm. So, like, what, what do you do there? Like, is Kit Harrington going to run, run around with a fucking sword or something? Like, Maybe. is he going to be in Secret Invasion? Like, I could see that happening. Um I expect, you know, when we start hearing things like, oh, Black Widow and Hawkeye can be in this, I expect that to be Florence Pugh and Haley Steinfeld, respectively. Oh, yeah. Like, we already know Florence Pugh is reprising her role as the new Widow, because, I mean, it's the worst-kept secret in the world that she is the next Black Widow, right? right? Right. That she is in the Hawkeye series alongside Jeremy Renner and Haley Steinfeld. Mm-hmm. That's really like that's cool to me. Like we're already starting to get that interconnected tissue going. Like we're laying the groundwork for something of a team up. Like if it's secret uh, invasion, cool. I'm here for it. I would love to be that, for that to be like the inflection point of so many of these shows. Like that's the natural point that we all get to with these. And then like eventually, like when you. So my long running theory is when you're talking about the future and we're talking about things like multiverse of madness, we don't know how fucked up the timeline is going to get with that Spider-Man and WandaVision and all these others. Mm -hmm. I think we're like, we're not like eking our way there. Like we are on a full on bullet train, like a year or two ahead of schedule, in my opinion, towards Secret Wars 2015. Yeah. 
But to do that, whoever you sign up for the Fantastic Four and for Doctor Doom has to be willing to do this for an entire decade. Yeah, I mean, it's got to it's got to be an Iron Man situation for sure. Where you know, it has to be an Iron Man situation for at the very least, whoever plays Victor Von Doom, Reed Richards, and Sue Storm. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're going to adapt Secret Wars, because I mean, like, okay, Johnny Storm, not as big of a deal. Like, if you got to recast, you can recast for that story. Same with the thing. Mm-hmm. You don't want to, but you can if you have to. The other three, though, like I would, I would argue, like really, even Reed and Doom are the two most important. Oh yeah, you have to lock them up so long term. And Doctor Doctor Strange is the other one. Mm-hmm. You have to, you would have to lock, you would have to lock up Benedict Cumberbatch. Like, just like the the logistics of this, you got to cast somebody decent as Namor because Namor's got to be around. You, Josh Brolin's got to be willing to come back at some point as Thanos. Mm-hmm. Thanos has a pretty big role in it. Natalie Portman's got to be willing to do this forever. Brie Larson's got to be willing to do this for a long time. Chadwick Boseman, sadly, is no longer with us, so somebody's got to take the Chadwick Boseman role. Which you would think, uh, what's-her-face, Shiri would do that, right? It all depends on how they decide to do it. There's a number of different routes. They, I mean, once Secret Wars happens, literally anything is possible. Like, do they? is that the moment when Killmonger comes back and Michael B. Jordan is one of the ones? Like... Mm-hmm. You know what happens? Cyclops is part of that storyline, but you you can replace Cyclops with just about anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, um, you know, I don't know. Like, there's so many alternate versions of these characters. Both of the Spider Men are in there. Peter and Miles are both in there. So, like, is Tom Holland going to want to come back in you know eight nine years and do this if he's done? You know, is your guy who's playing Miles going to want to do this? Yeah, are they going to introduce Miles in the next Spider Man? Like, I don't know if they're. Inter- I think they're going to tease him in the next Spider Man. I don't think that we're at, I, we might see like the spider bite him, but I don't think we're actually getting Miles Morales. Like the end credit scene, maybe it, it would have leaked by now if Miles Morales. How many fucking leaks are around this movie? It would have leaked by now. Derek, we we've got the Charlie Cox has been spotted on set. I know. We all wrote it off a year ago when Evan Peters was on the set of WandaVision, and look at us now. Like yeah. we all look like idiots. Yeah. So there's just so much you can do and like i'm i'm firmly in the camp that i think they're building a secret wars 2015 because then when everything gets put back to normal literally the whole universe is reset you can do anything you want to at that point with any actor with any character mm-hmm. and it's like a comic book but then but you're still keeping your core characters that remember what happened and i, th- I think they would have to end they would have to change that ending to where like everybody remembers what happened basically mm-hmm like has that kind of like share like they uh, they all remember being snapped right right like that they would have to share in that together those that actually make it out but I mean like that's your perfect vessel to, to bring Evans and Downey back yeah even though they don't factor into the storyline at all outside of literally killing each other they actually kill each other as the universe is ending because they've both just had it with the other at that point mm-hmm. like bring them back and like it's like an alternate universe uh, versions of themselves like, you know like grizzled and old like old man captain america you have old man hawkeye old man logan like you have all these actors who used to play these characters coming back like 20 years later like i i'm sure i'm not the only one who would enjoy seeing it now that would surely be the most expensive movie ever made at that point oh yeah <laughs> like it would be more expensive than in game and infinity war but Disney has clearly shown like they'll do whatever they have to do in order to secure the talent that they need to. Right. Plus they can make it, they can make that cost up on the, you know, 10 other billion dollar Marvel movies before that. Anyway, you know what I mean? I I think your question at that point becomes what is the longevity of the MCU ultimately? Because at some point it's going to start petering out. People are going to get real tired of this. And I, 
I said this back when they announced Phase 3, and it hasn't happened yet. It's just gotten more and more successful. The highest grossing movie of all time, the third highest grossing of all time, like, it just keeps happening and happening and happening. Like, what do you, wh- what is the stopping point for this? At what point do audiences start getting Marvel fatigue? Well, it's, not, like it's it, not just that, though. I think everybody knew that everything was building up to Endgame. Yeah. I feel like right now, nobody knows what we're building up to. I mean, there's a... There's... I don't think you're going to know until the end of Fantastic Four. Yeah. Like, I mean, we talk about it, like, obviously, you know, Secret Wars is something that we could look at and point to and say, oh, that's probably where they're going. But, like, the general audience doesn't really know, right? You know? Mm-hmm. Especially if there's not an Avengers movie in Phase 4, you know? So That's why I got to think that Secret Invasion is, like, kind of their de facto Avengers and, like, Multiverse of Badness with all the all the people coming back. You know, we, we don't even know what's happening in that. But, like, Spider-Man is a team-up movie, essentially, at this point. Like... The ball, the door has been blown completely off of what you can do, and it's like audiences may start getting Marvel fatigue, but at the same time, they're going to be like, "I got to see what the next team up is." Like, yeah, Guardians and Thor teaming up together now, and Thor: Love and Thunder, like the fight, fucking Christian Bale. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's just so. Who is? Like, sorry to cut you off, but like, who is who is Gore the God Butcher? Because there's there's a couple there's a couple villains I have questions about. Thor the God Butcher is a fairly recent villain uh, from Jason Aaron's Magnificent Thor run. Or, well, it's the Mighty Thor. I just call it Magnificent because it's a masterpiece of storytelling. Um, introduced in roughly like 2012, 2013-ish, Gore was one of the first major villains of that run. His sword actually comes from the Venom symbiote's home planet. If I remember correctly, so I mean, like, back in time, I mean, like, Agent Venom is part of the Guardians at some point. You know, it's, there's so much interconnectivity going on. Um, But I believe after Gore is beaten, I don't remember if it's Thor Odinson that beats him or if it's Jane Foster that beats Gore. I genuinely don't remember. But I think it's really setting up for she is going to take the powers of Thor. She will have the power of Thor. She will be able to wield Mjolnir. And Thor will have his axe. He will just be the, he will be Odin's son. That was his hero name for like six years there. Mm-hmm. Right. But eventually Jane Foster does give the power of Thor back to Thor himself. And she does die because mm-hmm. her having the power of Thor keeps her cancer at bay, but it is still slowly killing her. Mm-hmm. You think, so, you think she'll be around for more than this movie? Yes. If they introduce if they introduce Lady Thor and Killer off in the same movie, I don't think that the larger community would ever forgive them for that. Hmm. Uh, Valkyrie is one that I feel like they really have to get to stick around, though. Mm-hmm. For me, that's the more important one is Tessa Thompson sticking around. That's the only way I could see them justifying it. Like, oh, Jane Foster's introduced uh, is reintroduced, but you know we write her character off because God knows if Natalie Portman's going to want to keep doing these. They had to bribe her into this. She had to meet with Taika personally. I know. I because like I that like was the big that was the big thing was like she just didn't want to do these yeah. movies anymore right and that's why she wasn't in the third so one. so she didn't want to do the third one because she was so mad about Patty Jenkins getting fired off the second one she had personally lobbied Marvel to hire Patty Jenkins she wanted a female directed movie mm-hmm. and that didn't happen in Thor two and then said they got one of the guys who did some of the Game of Thrones episodes it's the worst MCU movie by far and you're just left kind of going like, well, she just got written out. They broke up. That's the literal explanation. 
Mm-hmm. So now you're going to have to reintroduce her and be like, well, how do we do this? Like, this is a little funky. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. hey, it's a comic book. Anything can happen, right? It's, it's, it's fair. It's true. It's true. So, but I mean, uh, like, the, the movies are so shouted and shrouded in secrecy. I feel like we know infinitely more about the shows right now. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the big thing they're pushing, too, right? Besides Black Widow, right. like, the... the this is what they're pushing is, is the shows. Uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, Bar- Baron Zemo has his mask, by the Dude, way. I I shrieked. I was so happy. Like, we already knew it was happening because of the... Uh, I the know, but when you see that shot from behind him and he's just oh holding the God. mask in his hand, right? You see that, then he, he's wearing it on the poster, and I'm just like, yes. It's finally happening. Am I going to get the Masters of Evil finally on screen? Dan- Daniel Bruhl is way too good of an actor to only have in one movie. Yeah. Yeah. He's way too good. Yeah. I think we all knew there was another plan. I still think it's a, we expected it to take five years to execute. Yeah. He so, is still, other than Thanos, he is the most successful villain the Avengers have ever fought. Mm-hmm. He literally tore them apart. Mm-hmm. And he was barely involved in it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what are the, what do you say the the the, ma- what do you say the masters of evil? Yeah, yeah. They're basically I think think Captain America, Sinister Six, like a lot of Captain America's villains teaming up. But mm. he like goes beyond that. Like he gets a lot of like B list, B and C list Marvel villains to like fight with him. Like Crossbones has been part of the squad. Batroc the Leaper, who we saw in uh, Winter Soldier, who's going back in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, people like that. But he's also been a member of the team, the Thunderbolts, which I heard a while back was being worked into a series. Baron Zemo's been the leader of Thunderbolts. It's basically, it's essentially Marvel Suicide Squad is what it is. Mm. The most recent incarnation of the team had Bucky Barnes leading the team. Mm. So it was like, okay, well, what if him and Zemo are forced to work together by the government? It's like a Hobbs and Shaw situation. Mm -hmm. And they have to take like all these like C-list villains from the movies that are still alive. Like they get outfitted by Justin Hammer. Oh Sam God. Rockwell is coming in there <laughs> outfitting them after like 12 years. Uh, just, just how great would that be, though? It'd be, it'd be awesome. You have a whole bunch of like, just again, like D-list characters that haven't been killed off yet. Right. In there, like just that, that could be great. That could be really funny. Um, but I mean, if they do Thunderbolts, that's a couple years away. Yeah. Right. Like. They, we know basically what they're doing for the next two, two and a half years in terms of TV. Yeah. I'm shocked that Loki already has a second season being written. Yeah. I can't believe that. I mean, I can because Tom Hiddleston is just like so incredibly popular with this fan base, but mm-hmm. just yeah. Jesus. I would never have guessed that that would be the first show that we're getting a season two confirmed of. Yeah. I fully expect it to be Miss Marvel or like She-Hulk or something like that. Yeah, I kind of expected uh, Miss Marvel, honestly. It's gonna, it's gonna happen. There, mm-hmm. There's no way. Like she's already confirmed to be in the next Captain Marvel movie too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, okay, that's cool. Like, fucking Spectrum's gonna be in it. Good old Monica, Monica Rambo. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a fan campaign to get a sword series greenlit. I like, saw that. Just put fucking Jimmy Woo in Secret Invasion. Just go ahead and confirm that him and Darcy are in it because I need more of that in my life. Yeah. 
Cat uh, Dennings is back after what seven years or something. I know. I saw that. I can't. I can't get over how many people are just coming back now. It's because we have story related reasons to bring them back. Yeah. Why create new characters if we don't have to? Yeah, it's almost. It's getting to the point where like it's almost like a Star Wars thing where like the likeness yeah. of these characters are so important to the story, right? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, we've re- recast people, but like, you know you're going to want these characters that you recognize from older movies. You'd be like, Oh man, I know that person. I know. Where was he from? Oh, you know what I mean? It's cool. I like this. I really like this. And it's, it's crazy to see all of these people kind of commit. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? That's, I, th- that. I think you have the understanding now, if you join an MCU project, just clear your schedule whenever they call, because you're going to have to do it. Like, uh, there's a great story out there right now about WandaVision and how Paul Bettany thought that he was being fired when Kevin Feige called him in for a meeting. Mm-hmm. And instead he walked in there and he's like, hey, we want to give you your own TV show. Mm-hmm. And he was like, wait, what? I, I'm dead. Yeah. Like, you're killing me off in this movie. Like, what are you talking about? Right. And he says, well, we have this idea. And Paul Bettany, like a man who has been on green screen for the better part of the last decade, is like, awesome. I'm going to ham it the fuck up. He's he's dead in this, right? Yes. Like, he he's just like a, no pun intended, a vision. His, his body has been reanimated. That's my best estimation. Hmm. Okay. So, I... I'm very excited to see the mystery behind Vision being back to life, but I think you have to leave him dead because that's one of the few deaths that had any sort of consequence, mm-hmm. right? Like we already got around Gamora by using an alternate universe version of her, and we still know she's going to be the same Gamora or not. Mm-hmm. I suspect not. Uh, Tony Stark needs to stay dead. Cap needs to stay old if he comes back ever again. He needs to stay old. He's mm-hmm. old. He's done. Man, I really. The sh- side tangent, the show I really want Disney Plus to do is a season three of Agent Carter and just have Peggy Carter and Captain America and old Jarvis, like, fight. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? How awesome would that be? I really liked just, Agent Carter. I When we talk about Marvel making people sign on for so long, like, it goes all the way back to the first Iron Man. Like, they didn't expect it to be as big of a hit. Paul Bettany was the original voice of Jarvis. Right. He even said that prior to being cast in Age of Ultron, he'd never watched a Marvel movie. Yeah. He didn't even show up to the premiere. He was like, yeah, I just recorded my lines over like a day in a voiceover booth, got paid a great amount of money, and then moved on with my life. He's like, I didn't think I'd have to. He's like, look at me now. He's like, I'm putting on fucking makeup for three hours and wearing a cape and flying around. Like, this is awesome. Yeah. (laughs) I love this. I mean, you don't know that, though, when you're signing up for Iron Man. Like, no, and that's what he said. He's like, it's just been so crazy. Like, he was known for doing, like, historical dramas and stuff. Right. Like, at one point, he was on, like, a short list to be Bond instead of Daniel Craig. I know. Like, God, could you so imagine? Have you could imagine Bond as, with him as James Bond? <laughs> I, I, there are a lot of people that were up for Bond at that time that I look at. I'm like, this could have been very interesting. There's a, there's a, not to make this a bond cast which i do i do want to do that at some point Mm -hmm. but uh there's a rumor going around that henry henry cavill is going to start campaigning to be the next bond so henry cavill barely lost out to daniel craig Mm -hmm. the only reason henry cavill didn't get it was because the producers of bond uh the Bercolis, thought that he looked way too young 
He was 23 at the time. Yeah. It's like most of the other people that they would have cast by Bond by now have they're like Daniel Craig's peers. Like they're they're mm-hmm. just getting too older. They don't have any interest. Or you're like, oh, Craig decided to pick it back up after Spectre, and then this movie's been delayed so many times. Spectre got delayed a ton too. Mm-hmm. Like we basically waited a decade to get two movies. Yeah. And so that put Tom Hardy and Idris Elba basically put Michael Fassbender all out of the running. I really wanted an Idris Elba Bond. He would have been a good Bond. I would have loved it. I think he didn't want it, though. Like, he's made some public comments before, like, no, I, I don't want to do it. I'm good. Like, I've got I've got Luther that I do. I don't really want to play a secret agent. I, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. He would have been good. Cool, I, I just, I don't know where you go after that. But for Marvel, it's like you, you've got all these different routes that you can go. And I mean, like, they're setting, I mean, the framework for Midnight Suns is there. The framework for an actual real Defenders show is there. Mm-hmm. If Charlie, excuse me, if Charlie Cox really is back as Daredevil, that opens the door for Mike Coulter and Kristen Ritter to be back too. Mm-hmm. You think and you Don think Bird they Paul. would? You think they would do that though? I mean, yes. you think they would? Yes. Bring the. I mean, you think Marvel would bring them back to play those characters? Not those, that they. Not that they shows, wouldn't want to do it. Those shows technically exist in the MCU. I know. I know they do. I'm just yeah, saying. I think they would because. If there's one thing that those shows did right, I mean, Daredevil was awesome. Jessica Jones was pretty good. Uh, still one of the best first seasons of TV I've ever seen is Jessica Jones season one. I really like the they, first season of The Punisher. Outside of Iron Fist, I really feel like they just nailed the casting of the leads. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, you couldn't recast Iron Fist, whatever. As long as you keep Jessica Henwick as Colleen, mm-hmm. uh, You've got an awesome main and supporting cast mm-hmm. between, you know, the uh, I forget his name, but uh, the actor who plays Foggy, Deborah Ann Wool, uh, over there on Daredevil as well, Daredevil and Punisher. Mm-hmm. You've got uh, Eckhart Zarville on Jessica Jones, obviously Mike Coulter. You got uh, the actress we have Misty Knight, who's awesome, mm-hmm. and then you got Colleen over at Iron Fist. I mean, like you've got the material there it's just how many people are going to want to sit through another iron fist show nobody no like if you do if you do iron fist you have to do it with luke cage you've got to do heroes for hire instead mm-hmm. yeah you, you got to do heroes for hire if you do jessica jones you got to call it alias mm-hmm. you know and you got to make sure like make it clear like hey this is a mature rated show but like she knew like so in the original alias comics like she went to high school with peter parker and she was in a relationship with Scott Lang at one point. <laughs> like, that's not going to happen in this universe, obviously. But, like, it would be kind of cool. What if she shows up and she's a photography teacher part-time at uh, at Peter's high school? Yeah. Or, like, what she's if... She's, like, a photo editor for the Daily Bugle or something. Or what if she, like, runs into, you know, Paul Rudd on the street and they're, like, exes or something? Oh, that'd be, I mean, there, there's so many hilarious things that you can do here, I feel. Mm-hmm. I would I would still really love to see her and Luke Cage, uh, you know, be able to have their family like they do in the comic. Mm-hmm. Um, I would still really love that. And I feel like that chemistry is there, too. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I guess this is, like, more speculation than anything, because we don't know anything. Like, we don't even know what Charlie Cox really is in the movie, but I feel like you don't show up to set multiple days and not be there. Peter needs a lawyer after what just happened too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like, who else are you going to call in that city? Like you could call, Oh, well, 
so I shouldn't say that because you could technically call um, Jennifer Walters She-Hulk. Yeah. You could technically call her. Yeah. But we have an opportunity for Daredevil. So how funny would it be if Ben Affleck walked in and him and uh, <laughs> him and Charlie Cox had to share a scene? If only to get John Favreau in the room twice, because he is foggy in the Ben Affleck Daredevil. Yeah. <laughs> what if him and Happy Hogan have to interact together? <laughs> just how how great would they like this this movie has so much potential to just be the wackiest, dumbest thing we've ever seen. <laughs> provided that they allow it. Yeah. Oh, there's so many in- I would really I I would really like to see Charlie Cox come back as as Daredevil. Like, I, if 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 you keep anybody from those, I feel like it has to be him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, even on top of that, like you don't even have to give him his own show back. Like I, it's almost a guarantee they'll do another season of Daredevil, though, right? Because you also want to keep. Uh, oh my God, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio. Mm-hmm. You want to keep him as Kingpin. Yeah. You want to find some way for David Tennant to be there as Kilgrave still. Like, you want to find a way for all these characters to still be tied in that we like. Like, I mean, we'll ignore everybody from Iron Fist and Luke Cage. But, like, other than that, like, you've got, you've got so many people that are worth keeping around. I mean, I, I personally really like Elektra in Daredevil and in Defenders. Oh, yeah, I she's good. People don't like L.D. Young. I do. I would like L.D. Young back. Mm-hmm. Please, Marvel, if you're going to do anything for me. Well, if you're going to do Daredevil, you have to, you have to keep her, though, right? Like if you well, do, I mean, she's she's technically dead. She dies in Defenders. Yeah. So I mean, like they could just explain it away. No, no, she's dead. Like the actions have consequences. The end. I don't know. It's it's Marvel. Who knows what they would do? Like, but like I said, you know, like you're setting up Defenders. You're setting up Midnight Suns. Like there's so many different things you can do without ever giving these characters their own shows back. Yeah. Like, what if you do Alias and it's Jessica Jones and Jimmy Woo and fucking Darcy or, you know, Eka Darville is, is tagging along as Malcolm, you know, like, who do you do? Misty Knight teams up with uh, like, there's so many things you can do there, you know, solving street level crimes. Um, like, I, I, I don't know. Like, you could do so much without having to have your major movie stars like Cumberbatch and uh Letitia Wright, uh, Tom Holland, like, you know, mm-hmm. the, the next faces of your franchise without having to bring them down to the TV level if they don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. Especially Tom Holland, like, that's going to be the most complicated one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've got all these avenues you can go for storytelling, all these team-ups, like, maybe we don't need a team-up movie. Maybe we could just keep doing these on the small screen or, you know, hey, if we deem that it's a good enough story – all right, Blade, Moon Knight, we're going to introduce Robbie Reyes as Ghost Rider, and Daredevil, and Punisher can all team up and do a Midnight Suns thing. Yeah, why not? Like, why not? Oh, we we want uh, we want a magic. We need a magical element. Doctor Strange, hey, Benedict, here's ten million bucks. Come on down. Come on down. I don't I'd see why you couldn't do that. that. I'm infinitely glad that Benedict Cumberbatch took that role. As, as distraught as I was over Joaquin Phoenix choosing to walk away from it, mm-hmm. I understand now why he didn't want to do it because he was told, like, we need you to sign on for at least, like, five or six projects, and mm-hmm. he didn't want to do that. Mm-hmm. It makes perfect sense now. And it's like Cumberbatch is just like, nah, come on, let's go. Let's go. Let's do it. Yeah. I like, like him in that role. 
I didn't I really. Would, his personality fits it. I didn't really care. I mean, I like Doctor Strange. It, it wasn't mm-hmm. my. It's not my favorite movie. I just felt like I was rewatching Iron Man. To be honest with you, in, in some great. points, but it. I I like him in that role. You know. Uh, so I. Think, I like him. Um. All right, Josh. There's a couple more things I want to cover before we get out of here. Uh, Hit me. I know you're excited for Moon Knight. So excited for Moon Knight. I want to talk about Moon Knight with you because I don't know anything about Moon Knight. Please educate me on Moon Knight. Moon Knight is a really complicated character to explain. So Mark Spector uh, is, you know, he's in the army. He comes across the Temple of Kanushu uh, underneath a pyramid when he is in Egypt, when he's in the Middle East, and he's nearly he nearly dies. And the spirit of Kanushu, the Egyptian god of, I believe, death, saves him in exchange for him being Kanushu's avatar on the Earth. Well, because of this, he Mark Spector develops multiple personality disorder. So he has all these different alter egos, including a cab driver and a movie star. Hmm. And he largely works on his own. He he'll occasionally team up with like the Midnight Suns. He'll he'll work with he'll work with Daredevil and Electra and Blade. Uh, and more, he's been known to work with Morbius, I believe. Uh, he's done stuff with them. He became a new Avenger in 2005, actually out of this not 2005, uh, maybe 2006, out of the uh, Civil War arc. He becomes one of the new Avengers, one of the secret Avengers. Uh, he joins them, and like Luke Cage, when Luke Cage is leading the team, I believe is when he joins them. Luke Cage and Cap are leading them, and he's just he's considered to be too bonkers even for them. Um, but he's a character that's largely off to himself. He just got a major Avengers arc that was all about him called Age of Kanushu, where uh, basically he takes down the Avengers by himself. Because he's like kind of constantly at war with himself, like Kanushu can take over his body. Uh, there is a really masterful run that came out about five years ago from Jeff Lemire that I really feel is going to be the basis for this series in a lot of ways. It kind of recounts a little bit of Moon Knight's origin, but while he's hallucinating, like he's in prison, him and his companions are, uh, his girlfriend and his best friend Frenchie are all in uh, prison. He's hallucinating as they're trying to escape the prison. And so he's seeing things play out like in the supernatural while similar things are happening in the real world. Mm-hmm. It's going to be very bizarre, very trippy. I I will say right now, if they're really going to do this, they need to commit to it and say, hey, we're going to do two seasons. I don't think they're going to do that, unfortunately. Because I, this is this is the main series that they're doing where they got to see how it plays out because this is going to be unlike anything they've ever done. This is almost certainly going to be the most violent thing Kevin Feige has ever signed off on. Because remember, he he was not he was not behind Punisher. Mm-hmm. He had no say in that. Right, because that this will Marvel TV probably was... be the most brutal thing he signed off on is this and Deadpool. Mm-hmm. Well, Which, Deadpool three when it happens. I don't. Do you think Deadpool three is going to be rated R? Did they did they confirm yes. that it was going to be? Yes, hmm. Feige has already said they're keeping it rated R. Yeah, but Deadpool's not really like. I don't think Deadpool's that violent. I think you like. I think you could have gotten Deadpool away. Deadpool is bloody, but it's for comedy. Yeah, like I. Uh, for him, it's much more of the language. Yeah. And whatnot. Moon Knight is very, very brutal. Uh, it, it's a it's a brutal comic at times. It's very violent. 
Um, like, would it would this have been a Netflix show if Netflix continued their Marvel? Yes. Yeah. Okay. My my personal theory is that they were gearing up to do another round of Marvel shows, and that it was going to include Ghost Rider, Blade, and Moon Knight. Mm-hmm. Um. Man, I just I'm very curious that this is coming to Disney Plus. That's not going to be a movie rated R. Like on the, on one hand, if this was a movie, I don't think it would do any sort of business. I do think you, you think have to have Mahershala Ali as Blade to open that door? I got a. So there is that rumor a while ago that Disney was going to merge Hulu and Disney Plus into one service at one point. Mm-hmm. Do you think that that is happening, and this is how they get around that? Or do you think they're going to have to have a this is this is the our adult ver, adult shows here kids they're going to have to they're going to have to have an adult section yeah because they they simply own too much at this point to not do that yeah like like Alien and and that like Alien Die Hard Deadpool Logan I mean you've got too many rated R properties to not be doing that I mean Legion from FX mm-hmm. is technically a Marvel series like you've got so much stuff that's worth doing and worth keeping on your service I don't know if you merge Hulu I think you do something like they're doing in the international territories where a lot of the Fox owned stuff that's adult is on the series now in a separate tab mm. And I think you're going to have to do that because, I mean, realistically, Blade is probably going to be rated R. Yeah, you would uh, you would have I, to. You can do a PG-13 Blade, but I don't think they will. I think they're going to be like, no, this is this is an adult thing. Like, uh, we need to age with our audience. Yeah. Right? Like, kids don't need to see absolutely everything. Like, this is not going to be essential viewing for the whole thing. Like, they can be in a team-up that's less violent. Mm-hmm. You know, they can be in Secret Invasion. They can do Midnight Suns. Like, we can put Midnight Suns out there for everyone. Like, oh, it's going to be them fighting vampires and the supernatural and shit. Like, yeah, cool. Like, maybe Morbius is here. Maybe they get to go kill Jared Leto. Like, who knows? Yeah. But not everything is for everybody, which I think is, when we talk about oversaturation, I think it's something we have to remember for this and for Star Wars. Not every single project is going to grab your attention. Mm-hmm. And you, sh- if you're not enjoying something, don't force yourself to watch it. Mm-hmm. Right. <clears throat> like and, they do I, a, and they do a good job of like, if you didn't see do. something, they do a great job of like, okay, well, cause like I didn't see, I didn't see Captain Marvel before I saw Endgame, Right. But yeah. like they did a, they did a good job of like, okay, this is who this character is. Uh, this is kind of how powerful she is and how she's important without actually having to see the movie. Right, and I mean, so a lot of what helped with that one was <laughs> Infinity War and Endgame filmed before Captain Marvel. Yeah. So they, they like, kind of had to do that, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, who's, getting back to, to Moon Knight real quick, who who do you, who, how are they going to cast Moon Knight? Are they going to go young? Oh, oh, wait, no, it's, uh, it's, it's Oscar, Oscar Isaac. Isaac. Okay, never mind. Pass on that Which, question is a better casting than I could have dreamed of. I was, it's funny. I was speculating on it maybe like two weeks before that casting news came out. And I I said, Oscar Isaac was one of the names I really wanted, but I was like, I don't think they have a shot in hell at getting him for a TV series. Cause he's already said like, he doesn't want to be Poe Dameron in a TV series. Yeah. Right. So I was like, Oh, well that kind of kills it there. But I think cause this is like such a, and it really is a unique character. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think they, they wanted a person of color 
to be Moon Knight, which makes a lot of sense. I thought they would go for somebody Egyptian or uh, African. Mm-hmm. Uh, personally, my pick was, did you ever see Aquaman? I haven't seen Aquaman. So one of the villains in that movie, Black Manta, the actor who plays him, had a phenomenal run just recently in Watchmen and is in a, a new movie coming up. I believe he's in Judas and the Black Messiah. I think he was in uh, Trial of the Chicago 7. Just one of the really great workers right now. Um, God, I, I don't want to mispronounce his name. Uh, Yabdul Abin uh, Martin. Yeah, I, I know think. I know who you're talking about. Um, I feel really bad that I don't know his name off the top of my head or how to pronounce it. Um, but I that was personally my pick to be Moon Knight, even though Moon Knight's you know typically a white dude. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought you know like okay that would be an interesting twist on this story. You know it is it's so rooted in Egyptian mythology. Like okay maybe you do that. Um, as for the rest of the cast, I have no idea what they're going to do there. I have no freaking clue. Yeah, and I'm along for the ride. We know that Ethan Hawke has been cast as the villain mm-hmm. in the series. Yeah, that's a, um, that's an interesting choice. That's a great choice because I never thought that he would sign up to be in a superhero movie, let alone a uh, MCU film. Yeah. Um. He's probably going to be the Bushman uh, when they do that. Uh, he's a uh, he, yeah. He's a, he's also a mercenary um, and is basically Moon Knight's oldest villain. He's his oldest foe. I think that that's probably who he ends up being, mm-hmm. but I'm not quite sure. Hmm. Okay. Uh, well, Josh. What other questions you got? You, you said you had a couple for me. I did. Uh, so, okay, so Ant-Man and the Wasp, uh, Quantumania. Yeah. It, I, wa- I want to know what that story is going to be, but also Kang the Conqueror. I, a- I really can't believe they're introducing him and Ant-Man, but I love this. How... It- isn't he like Thanos level villain? Yes. Uh, Kang is probably going to be the next big bad of the universe, unless they reveal that like uh, Mephisto is behind like everything in WandaVision. But mm-hmm. even then, it's like, well, is he going to be the villain of Spider Man and of Doctor Strange then, too, or what? Right. Like, how do you how do you do this? And Kang the Conqueror is just he's such a fascinating character. Jonathan Majors is playing him. Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen Lovecraft, Lovecraft County, uh, fantastic. He is probably one of the best Marvel villains of all time. Certainly among the Fantastic Four's greatest foes. Like probably second only to Doctor Doom. I'd rank him above Galactus personally. I would much rather see him than. Uh, Galactus, but the most important thing to know about him is his alter ego is Nathaniel Richards, who is the descendant of Reed Richards in the far future. So, man, that's that's a lot of that's a. <laughs> so does it's that mean lot. they're gonna they're gonna try to introduce some some Fantastic Four elements into the, into Ant Man? Is that by the time Quantumania comes out, I believe we will know who is playing Reed and Doctor Doom. Mm-hmm. At the very least, I suspect we may know about them sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. 
Um, Especially because that's going to be like the big thing they start pushing for. I've seen now, some right? people wondering, are we going to get one of them unveiled in WandaVision because Monica says she's calling an astrophysicist? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That she knows. But of course, you know, my speculation is that it's uh, my dream is that it's Reed Richards. Uh, personally, I think it's one of two people. I think it's either they're going to introduce Blue Marvel, who is one of Spectrum's best friends and team member on the Ultimates, who they have introduced everybody but him of the Ultimates into the universe at this point, or uh, it is Riri, Riri, Riri Williams as mm-hmm. Ironheart, since she is already cast. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't think you just casually drop that right. uh, without that. Right. Um, Man, I just don't know. I, I That's probably the biggest question for me is how do they tie Kang into an Ant-Man movie, right? Right. Like, does T attempt another time heist or something? Right. Like, it. yeah, I wonder. I wonder. This is... Man. I just... I didn't know he was a descendant of Reed Richards. Well, so it's not exactly confirmed. His name is Nathaniel Richards, mm-hmm. and we don't know what he is. It's suspected that he is. We've never gotten the actual confirmation, to my knowledge. Mm. Um, but so that opens up a really interesting plot thread to me is I think that sets up Reed Richards to be a person of color. Yeah. And I mean, man, you thought the fanboys and the oh, racists God. were insufferable before it's going to be up to a new level if reed richards is black which i'm here for i mean they already did that with michael b jordan when he was johnny uh you know what i mean like that was just i remember that happening and i was man, i, I gonna... still think like th- this would actually be organic storytelling though because it's like oh we're going we went with the best actor which was jonathan majors mm-hmm. and we want to you know if we're going to explain because it's the mcu anything can happen like these are different character these are different versions of characters in the comics this mm-hmm. is a completely separate universe in the metaverse right the multiverse so anything can happen here different events can events can play out differently so what if i mean and so that what if Kang is his ancestor in this one? Yeah. You know, like there's so many different things you could do here, I feel. And I'm just it, it all comes back to the Fantastic Four. Like mm-hmm. whatever they do with the Fantastic Four, whoever they cast, whatever they do in that movie is going to set the tone for the next like five, six years of movies after that. Right. Right. So. Um, well, Josh, is there anything else you want to hit on? Uh I, no, I think we hit just about everything. Uh, I think we just had a pretty exhaustive talk. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm pretty excited for most of this. Uh, I I wish I was as well-versed in this as you are, like in, in terms of just knowledge we, on where these characters come from. We are rapidly approaching a point where I am starting to not know what's happening. Mm. Um, I mean, like, Gore the God Butcher, for instance. Like, I mean, that's something I had to... I basically had to look up because like I remembered it from Jason Aaron's run, but like, God, I haven't kept up with comics that much. Like since secret wars ended, I've just kind of like tuned out. Yeah. Like outside of a few runs that I habitually read, like, you know, like moon Knight, like miles Morales, mm-hmm. I've just kind of tuned out of a lot of other stuff. It's like, well, like most of what I know is like classic, the classic storylines, the big storylines, everyone else, you know, yeah, civil war, secret invasion, you know, siege, like all those came in a row. Mm-hmm. One more day from Spider-Man, which we know is influencing parts of um, 
Spider-Man 3. In fact, like, well, shit, I just undid my own thing. Like, uh, Mephisto plays a role in that as well. Like, he probably is the one behind WandaVision then. Yeah. Uh, if, if that, if this and, uh, you know, Spider-Man and Doctor Strange are all meant to tie together. But there's just so much you can do here. And with the introduction of the multiverse is coming a couple years earlier than I thought it would. I thought we were going to get to that point eventually. Yeah. But only when they exhausted the MCU. It's clear they're doing it now preemptively. Yeah. And we still know how, like, we didn't even talk about them, but the Eternals, like, I can't even begin to tell you, I don't, I know, I know jack shit about the Eternals. Yeah. I know a little bit about Icarus and, um, what's her face? Athea, I think her name is. Athena? Whoever Gemma Chan is playing in the movie. Know a little bit about her. And that's it. I mean, like, Black Knight, Dane Whitman is who I know. Yeah. <laughs> That that's who I know, and that's only because he was in some Avengers storylines way back in the past. Yeah. So I'm excited for this. I I I'll take anything more. Kit Harrington, him and Richard Madden are back together after Game of Thrones. I love it. <laughs> uh, that's probably the most intriguing one, though. I think like that's. I don't want to say like oh that's like a that's gonna be a big swing and it is a big swing for Marvel, right? But I think after Guardians of the Galaxy. We've kind of proven, like, eh, we'll pretty much watch whatever they put out at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll, look, like I said, there, there's a... I need to watch Far From Home. But other than that, I'm caught You haven't up. seen it? No. Okay. I, I, I mean, I, I know... Glad, well, I spoiled a little bit of it, but... I mean, I already know... Okay. I Okay, good. I mean, good. I already know. You know, I, I just haven't gotten around to watching it, but... I'm excited. I'm excited for the shows. I'm excited to see what the next step of the MCU is because it's it's almost like it's almost like when the Force Awakens came out, like right before it came out, and you just had no idea where Star Wars was going. Right. Right. This is kind of the MCU is kind of in that spot right now where it's like we have ideas, we know like some of the pieces that are in place, but we really don't know until you know that first kind of real movie hits so mm-hmm. uh, or you know the end of wandavision i guess would probably be the first kind of hint of where we're going so but josh i want to thank you for your time thank you this evening uh we've <laughs> we hung out a lot tonight but uh we did we really did yeah so uh i want to thank everybody for listening to standard definition if you can go on apple podcasts and uh leave us a nice review a rating uh josh will appear often uh, I also, Josh, just to let you know, I also plan to do this with the uh, Star Wars stuff that's coming. So, oh lord, I'm that might be even worse for me. I'm like, gonna need you. Well, we'll dude, do that I'll, on a separate. I'll pull my soapbox off and I'll just pull up a microphone and stand here for two hours. I mean, that's fine. We can do. <laughs> I I do want to do that on like a separate night. Uh, then yeah, you know, maybe like on a weekend or something. But uh, yeah, yeah. this is, this has been fun, Josh. Where can we find you? Excuse me, I keep burping. Uh, you can find me, uh, as always, on Twitter and Twitch as at Josh underscore Finn with two N's and every single week right here on Tower Casuals. Yes. Uh, you can find me. I am Corey and HD on Twitter. Corey and HD on Twitch. You can find me on Tower Casuals with Josh. You can also find Standard Def on your podcast service of choice. Follow us at Standard Def Pod on Twitter. I want to thank everybody so much for watching this supplemental episode of Standard Definition, and we will see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Bye-bye now. <laughs>